The following is a Secure Foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in 3, 2, 1. Hello and welcome to the Secure Contain podcast, a show that explains and discusses every aspect of the SCP Foundation, one topic at a time. I'm your co-host, Soren. And I'm your co-host, David. And today we're talking about SCP-001, which sounds kind of simple. It sounds like it'd be like the first one made or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not. It's... I think it's supposed... It's very important things to the world, the Foundation, or reality, I believe. Sometimes it's what creates anom. It's supposedly what creates anomalies, and by- we say this because there's like fifteen of them, and they're all. It's really, uh, yeah, it's can, really complicated. I can read the like, <laughs> kind of bio. Um, you open the page and it goes: the following files have been classified top secret by order of the administrator. Um, General Notice zero zero one Alpha. In order to prevent knowledge of SCP-001 from being leaked, several slash no false O one <laughs> files have been created alongside the true file slash files. All files concerning the nature of SCP-001, including the decoy-slash-decoys, are protected by a memetic kill agent designed to immediately cause cardiac arrest in any non-authorized personnel attempting to access the file. That's fictional. Do not worry. Revealing the true nature-slash-natures of SCP-001 <laughs> to the general public is cause for execution, except as required under blank, blank, blank. Mm-hmm. All blacked out. Um, warning... Uh, blah blah blah. Barryman Langford, medical kill agent. Scroll down without proper inoculation will result in cardiac arrest, followed by death. You have been warned. Uh, there's a big spooky image at the bottom of the page. Um, continued mm-hmm. life sign confirmed. Removing safety interlocks. Welcome authorized personnel. Please select your file. And I'm not. Uh, I I don't know how many there are off the top of my head, but mm. there's a lot of them. Give me a minute. There's about 20. There's over 20. There's like almost 30, actually. Somewhere. Oh, well, okay. There's <laughs> somewhere around 20 or Nine, more. 20. But there's a lot of them. They're all different authors, um, and they're called proposals. I yeah, believe uh, DJ Cactus has the most with three. <laughs> DJ Cactus, who ran the other um, SCP podcast, which I don't believe is still going. Um, but he's also, he's written a third one really recently, and I need to find out how recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're going to read some, some of them. We're not going to be able to read all of them because that'd be like a couple hours. And that's yeah, again, there much. are 31 of them. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to do a few of them. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the earlier ones, probably just because those are more well-known. Um, but <laughs> also... We might come back to this in the future, but you should go to the site and read them yourself because they're good, they're well-written, and some of them are short, some of them are long. And we're just going to start right off with um, the first one written, Jonathan Ball's proposal, um, and it is called Sheaf of Papers. Uh, should I read it or do you want to? You can go ahead and read it. I'll All do right. the next one. Item number SCP-001. Object class Keter. Special Containment Procedures. To date, no adequate containment procedure has been developed to deal with a possible threat posed by SCP-001. This is due, in part, to the controversial nature of the item and debates concerning the necessity of its containment. This controversy is reflected in the item's changing object class and the procedures utilized in its containment. The current administration, despite charges of paranoia, has classed the object Keter, while requesting permission for a higher object class to be created and applied uniquely to this item considering it to be the most dangerous of all known or possible items. The reason for this classification and changing attitudes towards SCP-001 are dealt with in the description and notes. At present, 001 is located in a code-locked briefcase made of high-tensile reinforced polymer. The room and briefcase are monitored at all times by security cameras. The briefcase cannot be opened without unanimous special clearance from all current O5 officers. The briefcase itself is stored in a small, fully lit, single-room, off-site building erected in blank, blank, blank. 
Class D personnel are posted to guard the building but may not enter without the aforementioned agreement from the O5 officers under threat of immediate termination. This offsite building exists for the sole purpose of housing O01 and is wired for detonation in an emergency situation. It is the opinion of the current administration that O01 re represents the greatest threat to national and global security known to exist. Nevertheless, due to special circumstances regarding its mode of function, further research on the item is disallowed despite its promotion in the past when O01 was contained in minimum security conditions. Do we, um, real quick, I mentioned national uh, security. Do we know actually where the foundation is supposedly based in? Um, or is I that... know they have a lot of bases, but one, I think one of the um, things, one of the, o, one of the O01's proposals is mm -hmm. where the O5s are. Okay. So, but no. So wherever that is. They're just okay. kind of everywhere. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, because it, it mentioned national angle security, so I wasn't sure if there was. Yeah, I know that there. I'm sure there's I probably. Think, a head I believe they're canonically something. in the U.S., but that again, that's up to the reader. Okay, that's what I thought, but yeah. Okay. Description: SCP-001 is a simple sheaf of papers stapled together in the top left corner. The top sheet is a covering <laughs> sheet reading simply "Confidential Report on Special Items Classified." The number of subsequent papers stapled to the covering sheet is indeterminate and have ranged from three to thirty. The report is unsigned and its origin is unknown. The first appearance of this report was on blank 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 when it appeared on the desk of blank blank deceased. The report at that time described the living room, SCP-002. Shortly after reading this report with incredulity, blank blank was contacted by phone regarding said item. The next time blank blank perused 001, it described not the, re the living room, but biological motherboard, SCP-003. Blank Blank immediately closed 001, thinking it was a different report, and searched for the original report on SCP-002. Not finding it, he again opened 001, and this time it described not 003, but the 12 rusty keys in the door, SCP-004. Uh, blank closed the reports once more and opened it immediately to read of the skeleton key, 005. It is not known what the next actions of Blank might have been. At, various, at varying times following this incident, the aforementioned items were discovered. Insufficient research exists con concerning the correlation between O01 and all other known items. However, it has been established that every event regarding the discovery of a new SCP item has followed a report on, the on that same item appearing beneath the cover sheet of O01. The current administration regards this coincidence as proof of, casual of causal connection. Additional notes. Whether O01 is to be regarded as an advanced warning system or whether O01 itself is to be regarded as the creator of the items requiring special containment remains to be seen. However, the distinction is unimportant in the eyes of the current administration. The fact remains, no, no, S no new SCP items appear unless O01 is opened and read. It is for this reason that the current administration refuses to repeat the mistakes of the past, mistakes that have resulted in over 1,000 SCP items coming to the knowledge <laughs> of the SCP unit. A little bit more wow. than that now. Arguments concerning the non-lethality of O01 itself, its theoretically beneficial use as an SCP warning system, or its use as a progenitor of advanced biological and non-biological weapons have not swayed the current administration, nor have arguments criticizing the extreme containment procedures employed in respect to an item that displays no nefarious qualities and is not animate as such. Critics are reminded that these procedures are not intended to contain the item itself, but to isolate it from human interaction, which is to be regarded as a true threat. Although the current administration refuses to remove the object from isolation barring special administration as noted above, Past administrations have counseled daily with the item, and future administrations will no doubt counsel similar similar behavior. Nevertheless, it is the opinion of the current administration that, barring the, the destruction of uh, O01, it is to be contained until such a time when responsibility for its containment falls upon future administrations. Yeah, so I, I know, like, actually in the additional notes that mentioned, like, hey, look, I know this is kind of, like, extreme for what it is, but I was going to say, like, yeah, this is... When you were reading the the first couple parts of like, hey, it's in this, within this, within this, guarded by this, 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 and this, it's like, wow, okay, that's kind of bad. And then first thing, it's a, it's a, it's it's a packet. Yep, it's a packet of papers that, when read, created the second, uh, created the first known SCP in the list zero zero two, then the three, then four, then five. So. That's this one. Um, it's not explicitly stated whether it's creating them or warning of them, but I'm willing to bet it's creating them. And if there was yeah, ever, a, if I could do a test, I would like. have someone read it and then literally not tell anyone or even just, like, be made to forget about it and then see if mm -hmm. something pops up. 
basically. So yeah, I, it's I, I wonder if the um, the you know the person who did originally read it and open it was actually part of the foundation because um, you kind of wonder outside of that like how if he wasn't how the foundation found out about it or um, even how they this I mean they wouldn't have a reason to exist it. before it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because especially because like, um, you know, him creating that like that. I don't know. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, he may. That's the best way to describe it. It may be implying that he's the administrator, which is like the founder and like. Oh person. yeah. It could be Actually, implying yeah, that. That's a good point. It might not be. Who knows? Well, it also said he was deceased. Do we know? I don't think we know if the administrator is deceased or not. I don't know. It's different Although it, things, and I know that the actual person, the administrator. Uh, is no longer is like inactive not active yeah yeah a real shame okay. i just cracked my shoulder and i think you could hear it <laughs> i cracked my wrist so you know um <laughs> yeah so we're gonna do a uh, dr Clust proposal next um once again the item number is scp-001 the object class is euclid slash uh, keter off to the right there is a picture it says scp-001 photograph from the vantage point at site zero Note the four flaming wing appendages located above and to either side of the figure. Special containment procedures. Uh, because of the nature of SCP-001, no containment procedures are necessary. 24-7 monitoring of 001 is to take place from a safe 10 k- uh, kilometers plus distance from a predetermined location, Site 0. The location of Site 0 is known only to the current SCP administrator Okay, and the single overseer level agent of uh, Abrahamic Faith, 05-14 assigned to monitor SCP-001 from Site 0. Site agent is authorized to take any action necessary should SCP-001 become active and is required to immediately alert the administrator and all other overseer level agents should SCP-001 show any change in behavior, as this may constitute the beginning of a Patmos uh, XK class end of the world scenario. Yeah, so that's bad. bad. (laughs) Should 001 become active in any way, personnel are required to immediately consult the Patmos series of emergency orders. Decoding algorithms for emergency order Patmos are to be maintained on-site at Site-0 in the possession of the designated observer, and are to be transmitted to SCP Foundation offices only in the event of SCP-001 becoming active. Foundation personnel with vital roles in one or more variants of emergency procedure Patmos are to be advised to take the following precautions. To maintain good relations with one or more uh, organized Abrahamic face. To maintain on, on hand a supply of the following. Holy water, a rosary, crucifix, cross, prayer rug, or other symbol blessed by an Abrahamic cleric, a bishop, uh, or equivalent higher rank, a copy of Abrahamic textures, or textures, scriptures, uh, the Torah, Bible, Quran and standard emergency supplies in mobile form, bug out bag. In case of a premillennial rapture scenario, all vital personnel to designate a second operative of non-Abrahamic faith. Said secondary operative is to be informed of the location of the primary designates a copy of emergency procedure Patmos and mimetic kill agent inoculant, and is to be kept on ready status to take over the primary's duties as necessary. To maintain familiarity with all other SCPs involved in possible Patmos XK class end-of-the-world scenarios. Description, SCP-001 is a humanoid entity, approximately 700-700 cubits in height, located in an undisclosed location near the intersection of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. The following features are known about the entity. A number of luminous wing-like appendages emerging from the shoulders, back, temples, ankles, and wrists of the entity. Although an accurate count has never been established, most observers place the number of wings at anywhere from 2 through 108, with a mean number being 4. <laughs> A weapon, possibly a sword or knife, SCP-001-2. The weapon appears to emit flames at a temperature rivaling that of the sun, based on spectrographic analysis, although there appear to be no destructive effects from the intense heat on the surrounding area. Any entity that approaches within one kilometer of SCP-001 is immediately struck by the weapon and obliterated from existence. Any and all hostile actions taken towards 001 have resulted in the annihilation of the attacker, regardless of range. See Incident Report RE, Indian Ocean Submarine Missile Experiment, December 26, 2004. SCP-001 appears to be standing with his head bowed in a gesture of supplication with SCP-001-2 held in both hands, point down in front of it. Since originally recorded by the founder over data redacted years ago, SCP-001 has not deviated from this stance. Human beings exposed to SCP-001 report hearing a voice in their heads, giving them a directive uh, which the subject reports cannot be disobeyed. The most common directive is forget. 
which results in the subject walking away from 001 with no memory of having encountered it. On rare occasions, however, other directives have been given. The most famous of these is the one given to the founder, Prepare, which he has claimed formed the impetus for founding blank to, to catalog and contain any and all supernatural and or paranormal artifacts that represent a serious threat to the current existence of humanity. This is, or this is the organization now known as the SVP Foundation. Observers have reported that SCP-001 appears to be standing in front of a gate of immense proportions. Long-range photographs has occasionally detected what appears to be a pastoral grove within, containing numerous other entities of the same composition as SCP-001, as well as several fruit trees of unknown composition. Of particular note are two fruit trees of immense proportion near what appears to be the center of the grove. One, it is noted, appears to be an ordinary apple tree, although the other bears a fruit unknown on Earth described as data expunged. It is the avowed belief of the founder that the gate which SCP-001 guards may be the gate to expunged, based on correlations with ancient Babylonian texts and the Dead Sea Scrolls, in which case one can deduce that the entity known as SCP-001 may be expunged. Uh, do you want to do you want to uh, do the addendum? Sure, but basically this is the. Mm. Oh uh, wow, that was that was a one. That was lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, mm. Basically, this is the like <laughs> Garden of Eden and the Angel of Death. I think is what they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know, from like the Bible or something. Yeah, well, yeah, it mentioned a lot of, um, it mentioned several Abrahamic faiths like uh, Islam and Christianity, and then also just like literally. Uh, where it says appears to be standing in front of gate um with fruit trees one not known to earth and then also like it's it has the big sword that's like flaming and it's bowing that it's it's basically like that yeah um addendum 001-a experimentation re uh 001-2's effective kill range experiment a Class D personnel instructed to approach O1 as closely as possible on foot. Result, upon making visual contact with O1, subject is ordered to leave. Subject immediately turns away from entity and walks away. Despite repeated orders to continue the experiment, Class D personnel refuses to obey and is terminated. Upon termination of Class D personnel, all research staff involved are immediately obliterated by an unknown force, presumably O1-2. Experiment B. One remote-operated research robot guided to approach uh, O-1 from the ground. Upon approaching within one kilometer, research robot is obliterated, presumably by Dash-2. All further attempts at remote reconnaissance have the same result. Uh, experiment C. 100 pre-programmed research drones instructed to approach O-1 from multiple angles simultaneously. Coordination is successful and all 100 drones cross the one kilometer mark simultaneously. All are simultaneously obliterated by, by Dash-2. Designated observer at Site-0 reports that Dash-2 appeared to strike in all directions at once. Uh, O-1 did not deviate from its stance while this took place. Uh, experiment D. Wire-guided missile fired from a distance of 3 kilometers. Obliterates weapon upon crossing the 1 kilometer mark, simultaneously obliterating the launch site and killing all personnel. Uh, experiment E. Multi-warhead intercontinental ballistic missile fired from uh, <laughs> nuclear submarine Nautilus. A result, Sea Indian Ocean Submarine Missile Experiment, December 26, 2004. That might be a real thing that they just <laughs> wrote into here. Um, 076 and Task Force Omega-7 uh, are instructed to approach 01 on foot, which I believe is able. I believe that's... Let me check. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's the one that uh, busts out of a container and kills everyone every so often. Um, oh, that's fun. But there is Abel and is related to the one that's, like, around the same number that is Kane, um, and they're only related by, like, Kane won't talk oh, to Abel. And yeah, so, okay. Yeah, things like that. Um, I think that one's Abel. I know, I, that might be mixing the names up. Um, despite not being informed of the mission's nature, uh, upon being asked why, he replied no, just no. Um... 073, which I'm also going to check what it is. Sorry about this. In the middle of the thing. Uh, this one's Kane. Uh, approached the site on foot. Uh, was not informed of the destination, by the way. Uh, upon seeing 001, became distressed and asked to abort. Uh, he was ordered to continue. At that point, the symbol on his forehead became data expunged. Experiment was terminated due to data expunged. See addendum 001-AA. Addendum 001-AA. By executive order of the administrator, no further experiments are to be carried out re-001. No further SCPs are to be exposed to 001. 
one is not to be used to dispose of dangerous SCPs. Please see revived containment procedures procedures for details. And I'll read the I'll read the next addendum if yep. you don't mind. Um, so addendum on blank blank blank. The following errant transmission was received by Foundation personnel. Initiate emergency procedure Patmos Omega. Attention all Foundation personnel. The following message was received at approximately blank 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 this morning from Site Zero. SCP-001 has left its location. The gate is open. They're riding forth. Oh God, it's so beautiful. The Lord rain. Uh, the Lord reigneth. The Lord reigneth. Oh God! Wait. The Lord reigned. The Lord has reigned. The Lord shall reign forever. The Lord reigned. The Lord has reigned. The Lord shall reign forever. The Lord reigneth, and then that just repeats. And then, um, uh, the Lord He is God. 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 Um, here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uh, because of the this event's confluence with the recent breach of SCP-995, the opening of SCP-616, and the activation of SCP-098, the Foundation is required to immediately help begin preparations for an XK-class end-of-the-world scenario. 076 and 073 are to be secured immediately. All personnel are to unlock and decode emergency order Patmos Omega and follow our, all orders within. Site 19 is to be secured and all non-essential SCPs and personnel terminated and or dis destroyed. Because of this, or uh, repeat, because of this event's confluence with the recent breach of 995, opening of 616, and an activation of 098, the Foundation is required to immediately begin pre preparations, um, and it's just, that just repeats. Um, and then, well, uh, a bit of a change. Yeah, and then it says SCP-07, uh, oh yeah, it actually gets, it. there are some typos that happen, yep, and then I it says SCP-07. Uh -huh. And then it says SCP-076 and 073 are, but with the at sign, to be secured immediately. Cain and Abel, my two sons, I am coming. All personnel are to unlock and decode. Behold, I stand at the gate and knock, and if any follows, and then blank, 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 signal and lost. Is a, and is a way new, heaven, some, uh, new heavens, new earth, and the fruit of above of, of signal lost. Um, and upon con. And upon, upon cocking? All right, no. sorry. I'm going to calm down, my friend. No. Uh-huh. Upon sure. contacting Site-0, 0514 responded that no such message had been sent from his location and that 001 remained inert. This transmission was initially determined to be a hoax. However, close examination of the transmission reveals a timestamp dated data redacted years in the future. It is theorized that data expunged, and I, and I believe that that is um, supposed to represent a rapture or something. Which yeah, almost like the thing. second, second yeah. coming Christ type. Which I think is shit. technically what the raptor raptor is. Also, there's yeah. a link to other popular works by the author, and then there's ads below it for security cameras as usual. And I have one for uh, stock photography images. Oh yeah, royalty-free photos. <laughs> this site likes to do personalized ads, but it's all security equipment because of the site. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Next, we're gonna read SD Locks proposal which is titled When Day Breaks. This is not something that created them. This is not something like that. This is something that I believe ended them. Okay. Uh, I can probably read this. Do you want to? We can, yeah, like, can trade off down at the big bottom. Uh-huh. It's written in second person, by the way. So, let's get ready. You get ready. <laughs> I don't know anymore, all right? <laughs> we're right. we're pre-recording this. Mm -hmm. You find the access tunnel hidden within a natural cave a mile off the main road. You don't need the key card. The door is ajar. It smells here. It smells like them. Hopefully they've moved it on. You've come so far already. You can't turn back now. There's a slick trail that leads from the cave entrance and into the depths of the site. If it's blood or shit or something was smeared off one of those things, you cannot tell. You make a point to avoid it. You're still receiving the distress signal. It only started broadcasting yesterday. Whoever it is, you pray they're still alive. Your footsteps echo down through empty corridors. Each footfall sounds for all the world like a dozen, as if you're not treading through the darkest, through the dark alone. Elevator is down, so you take the stairs, ending on floor B5, Keter holding. You pass several empty containment chamber chambers. The horrors they once held are long gone, if you're lucky. The trail takes you to an office branching off the main hall, the source of the signal. The door is cracked open, but stuck. You plant your feet, push with all your might. Something skitters, or 
out of one of the rooms to your left and around the corner before you can get a look, good look at it. Your first thought is dog. It was on the ceiling, though. You take refuge in the room, slam the door behind you. It's dark here. You're safe. You take off your jacket and head wrap. It'd be a damn shame to die from something like hyper hyperthermia after all that's happened. The sole operating emergency right light rotates in his casing, casting a pale orange glow across the room every other second, as if the room itself had a pulse. There's shelving haphazardly placed behind the door, a barricade. You scan the room, soiled clothes, half-eaten half food. Despite the presence of an adjoining restroom, there is excrement in a bucket in the corner. A pneumatic chamber on the northern wall would have been delivering, delivering consumables to the occupant. The trail terminates in the corner of the room, forming a sick puddle. You spot three pharmacy bottles. Further inspection reveals them all to be various opioids. They're empty. There's a desk with a computer atop it. Approaching the terminal, you can clearly see the blinking light of the power button. You take a seat, turn it on. And it changes format into a thing. Emergency protocol activated. Clearance level safeguards removed. Full access granted. Secure, contain, protect. Loading, loading, loading. You hear footsteps just outside the door. Every first step comes down heavy. The second drags behind it. Loading, 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 loading. Authenticating. A dark shape blots out the light streaming in through the slit between the door and the floor and the doorway. Authenticating. Authenticating. You tense up, waiting with bated breath, praying it will pass. You damn the deafening thumping of your heart for betraying your position. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait. The shadow recedes. You breathe a sigh of relief just as the screen comes to life. Opening file. Automated secure system notification code 235. ASSN-235. There has been an error in retrieving the current iteration of the SCP-001 file. You are currently viewing revision number 3. Newer revisions can be accessed at the bottom of this page. So we're going to start with the first one, which um, is... It's it written. Came up. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, all right. Revision three twelve updated one three one two days ago. Item number SCP-001. Object class Apollyon. Special containment procedures. Due to its nature, O one cannot be contained. Survivors of the O one event stationed within secure facilities are to remain in contact with one another. Personnel are encouraged to read crossed out site five. Um, personnel are to be reminded that there is no site five. Um, and then not crossed out Site 19 by any means at their disposal Personnel with knowledge as to the whereabouts of the O5 Council are to relay this information to the administrator Survivors attempting to travel outdoors must fully cover their bodies in protective clothing, preferably several layers Travel by foot should be limited as much as possible Cities and man-made structures in general provide the greatest protection Formerly wooded areas should be circumvented Travel by air is preferable above all other methods Personnel exposed to O01 are to be considered lost Compromised personnel are to be abandoned. Euthanization is not to be attempted. Collective instances of O01-A that are of, that are of formidable size are to be avoided at all costs. Conductive electrical weapons have proven particular, partially effective at immobilizing instances and may be used for self-defense. Incendiary weapons work as well. Cryonic munitions are the most effective thus far. Testing has revealed that O01-A is relatively safe to consume. This is only to be considered as a last resort in the absence of other options. As O001-A may reconstitute within the digestive system, only small portions should be consumed at a time to prevent blockage. Personal sta personnel stationed at Site-19 are to pursue research, research concerning off-world colonization. Shuttles must be constructed as to not allow light to penetrate the interior. To those of you with families, or God forbid, children, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. You must push on. Do not let their deaths be in vain. We do still have time. Humanity may still have a future. Come to Site-19. We need all the hands we can get. Learn to embrace the darkness, friends. Fear the light. The Administrator. Description. SCP-001 is the designation given to the Sun. After an event on system error, date, data lost, EC-172, contact sysadmin. Resulting in around 6.8 billion casualties within the first 24 hours. The O01 effect does not seem to result from exposure to ultraviolet rays, but rather light in the visual spectrum. The effect is similarly present in moonlight. Upon contact with visible light produced by the sun, living organisms liquefy at the point of contact, with the effect spreading until the entire organism is converted. Visually, this is reminiscent of melting wax. The time this takes is largely dependent on the level of exposure and size of the organism. Despite this restructuring, at no point do living organisms perish. Upon, uh, upon completion, these organisms, O01-A, 
take on a gelatinous consistency. Motile organisms will attempt to orient themselves in a fashion reminiscent of their previous forms to varying degrees of success. Flora typically remain physically inert, yet are still capable of photosynthesis and still produce oxygen. Organisms capable of flight lose the capability to do so. Fauna remain sentient and display behavior that parallels the non their non-anomalous counterparts when not absorbed into a collective instance. Humans retain a, mod a modicum of, their sa of sapience of memory. Biological anomalies exposed to O1 are affected in the same manner. It seems that exposure nullifies any previously expressed anomalous characteristics. Due to their composition, instances of dash A that make contact with one another may combine and blend at the molecular level. This does not seem to cause any pain or distress to the instances, though the resulting bulk can inhibit movement. Since the O1 event, most instances have congregated into such collectives, which seems to possess no maximum volume. The resulting biomass is amorphous and chaotic. The component organisms will shift between a full to semi-liquid state. Limbs and bodies will rise periodically from within the mass for a short duration between, before deteriorating and being subsumed by another life form. Collective instances will locomote by using their appendages in tandem to carry their mass. Larger instances will form a pseudopod from their constituent life forms and drag themselves about in a manner similar to, to amoeba. Uh, there's an audio log here that isn't actually audio. It's a transcript of a audio log that doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to read the um whatever the uh, dialogue is? Sure. Okay. Oh, oh I I, I yeah, realize yeah, so what like, you mean now. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. There we go. A harsh static lashes out of the speaker speakers when you open the file. It disturbs the stillness of the room, catches you off guard, and quickens your heart's pace. There's some handling noise as the recorder adjusts their microphone. A brief moment of silence passes, and then... <clears throat> this is Dr. Logan Agata, level, um, three researcher. There's a quiver in her voice that betrays her attempts at professionalism. She pauses, takes a deep breath, and continues. Due to Site-46's possession of several communicable infohazards, we have, we have been cut off from the rest of the network uh, under blackout protocol. As such, I'll be updating this as we, uh, come, come across new information. On the right side, we are actually still receiving transmission from a few sites. A good number of personnel have made it, it seems. Some are planning to make a break for 19, some are trying to fight the dash, as some, like us, are simply biding, which is linked, their time. Our site is sealed for the time being. We're not ready for the journey. At least, not yet. She sighs. We experienced a containment breach a few days ago. One of the higher maintenance uh, humanoids broke loose. Son of a bitch com compromised containment on half uh, half a dozen keters and ran off. It didn't make it more than five feet from the tunnels before collapsing in a soup. I I watched it play out on the cams. It didn't take long for them to get back up. She stops again, mutters, mutters to him herself incomprehensibly, before you hear the unmistakable sound of a match strike. She, she exhales audibly. Ah, uh, much better. Not exactly a, uh, exactly a designated smoke area, but what the hell, right? She clears her throat. Commander Anon suited up and went to town on the next day, tried to drive him off. It didn't turn out very well, poor bastard. But we did learn a thing or two, at least. Pause. Exhale. There's only a few of us left here. I'm holed up in one of the offices. Jerry and Director Phillips are somewhere in the barracks. Clad in a few Ds, locks themselves in the armory with Ari. I really should see she how she doing. She trails off for a moment before you hear the buzz of radio chatter. Hey, hon, how are you holding up down there? A voice responds. A man with an exaggerated, mocking tone. Oh God, I'm doing just fine, poopsikins. I want you to know I love you bunches. Hehe. <laughs> Logan shoots back. Who? Knock it off and put her on, damn it! I need to speak with her. There's a clamor on the other end while the radio changes hands. A soft voice calls out, concerned. Babe, what's wrong? Logan responds. Um, er, nothing. Nothing. Pause. Exhale. I, I just, I wanted to check in real quick. Ari pleads. I'm fine, babe. Really. I, I can take care of myself. A creak. Logan shifts in her seat. No, no, I, I know. I know that. I can't help it, though. I know coming here was never easy for you. Pause. Exhale. Logan continues. And with everything going on, I... Ari interrupts her. Hey, you told me you quit smoking. There's a ruckus as Igata presumably attempts to snuff her cigarette. 
Oh, uh, no, no, of, of course not. I mean, I, I did. I did stop. Ari doesn't sound convinced. I don't think I'm the one you need to worry about. I'm staying clean. I haven't even thought of touching gymnastics in months. Trust me. Anyways, since you were wondering, I'm fine. The guys are sitting around playing cards. I'm tucked in the corner with my notebook. You can practically hear Igata smiling as he jokes. Sweetheart, penning a sonnet about my undying love at a time like this? I'm flattered. Ari responds with a feigned laugh. An elegy at the moment. I feel like if I don't keep myself busy doing something, I'll go crazy locked down here. I know what you mean, hon. I'll let you get back to it. I love you. Ari replies. Love you too, babe. A moment of silence, then a match strike followed by an audible exhale. And that's all of us. Everyone else was either topside during the event or they were killed during the breach. Director's orders are to stay put. Keep an eye on the cams both in and around the facility. We've got the 001 skips beat at a, beating at our front door, and God knows what else is locked in here with us. We still have electricity. We should for quite some time. And the place is stocked with enough supplies to last they sight a couple of years. We're going to be fine for now. Pause. Exhale. <sighs> Everything's going to be fine. She waits a beat before ending the transmission. So, that was one of about seven uh, or eight links, which we're not going to finish. Because that's a lot. Um, so you should go read this on your own. Or mm -hmm. support us on Patreon if you want us to read this full thing in a single hour long block. Um, <laughs> yeah. That'll be a bonus episode if we get patrons. Um, mm -hmm. But... Yeah, yeah. This, it's, this, is, it's... this one's uh, SD Locks proposal. When day breaks, it's really good. Basically, the sun melts people, but they don't die, and they just become amorphous blobs. Mm-hmm. And not just people, everything living. So that's a thing. That's fun. Yeah, uh, I really like this one. I've spent a while reading just this whole thing, and it was honestly great. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi everyone. Thanks for listening to the show again. This is just me with another mid roll as usual. Um. Thanks for listening to the show yet again. With this episode, I've completed what I like to call the basics uh, in the sense that the first seven episodes are basically all you need to know about the foundation to be able to navigate the website and understand what people are talking about most of the time. Uh, sometimes you'll be able to click through to other articles. But for now, this is just kind of the basics. And I think that this would be a great place for you to send people who you want to get into SCP, hint, hint. And maybe they'll get hooked on the show too. Who knows? But thanks for listening to these first seven episodes, and uh, be sure to tell your friends. Share the show. It's honestly really appreciated. Word of mouth is the really best and honestly only real way for a podcast to spread. Uh, advertising works, but really not as well as you might think. But basically, just tell people. Just let them know. If you want someone to get into SCP, this is intended to be an easy in. So, um, yeah, other than that, uh, just remember, uh, our Patreon, if you wanted to support us, is SC Podcast, uh, patreon.com slash SC Podcast. $1 a shout-out. Uh, $5 gives you access to Discord, uh, cut content slash bonus episodes, and a shout-out if we ever... And a shout-out as well. Um, Twitter. Uh, our Twitter is at SC Podcast Show, twitter.com slash SC Podcast Show. We have a Discord. I'm not going to read off the thing because that's just going to take forever, but that is linked on our Twitter. And if you wanted to contact us about uh, being a sponsor of the show, um, which I have something about, uh, doing a promotional message to promote your own podcast or small business or whatever, or a um, personal message, by the way, the difference between a sponsorship and promotional message is like repeated things uh, in my mind, at least, probably, we can work it out. Um, but if you wanted to contact us about that, uh, email us at scpodcastofficial at gmail.com. Um, Thanks to Kevin MacLeod for providing our music under the title Twisting. And other than that, I believe that's it. Uh, and if everything works out, you might actually notice that where you start playing ads, it'll probably start with an ad for um, the podcast platform we use. But over time, it should sprinkle in some additional ones. And that's just, you might notice, it should happen after the mid-roll because I asked a few of you in the Discord. I'm in there. I talk in there sometimes. So if you want to be in on this kind of thing just hop in there but i asked in the discord uh where people would like it and they just honestly kind of said the mid-roll so i'm gonna put it right after the mid-roll if it works out so see you next week uh next week should be 
about the chaos insurgency and it should be up on the 27th although we might end up taking a week off for christmas i'm not sure yet but if we do uh it will be told on our twitter and discord all right thanks see you later okay uh i believe the next one that we have is um uh fuck <laughs> Which I one is it? it's uh one. uh it's yeah 001 dash oh five uh this is this proposal is Dr. Bright's proposal, which I like his writing style a lot, and it's called The Factory. Um, SCP-001 is an O5's tale. Good evening, Doctor. No, no, don't stand up. And yes, I am who you think I am. Let's not make more of the, any more of this than it is. You know my number, and I know you enough to make you a duplicate that even your mother wouldn't be able to tell apart from the real you. No, that's not a threat, just a fact. Now, as to my business here, it seems you have stumbled upon something above your clearance. Well, no, stumbled is not the right word. Dug up? Perhaps. You're getting to the point where further digging would end in some fairly lethal gunshot wounds. This would be a sad state of affairs, as you are otherwise quite a good researcher. Therefore, you are getting something very few people in the Foundation ever get. An explanation. Yes, we were alerted when you first started digging into 001. Every researcher who's been around for a while looks into it. Most are satisfied when they uncover the angel with the flaming sword is buried under enough levels. But then you started looking into the factory, and that's when I knew you wouldn't stop. So here it is, plain and simple. The factory is SCP-001. The factory, by the way, is um, a group of interests that supposedly creates um, anomalous objects, and this is the place where you're explained what it actually is. So we okay. might discuss this again in when we do the factory. Um, but it will never be written up. It was a choice I made early on in the creation of the Foundation, and a choice I still stand by. You researchers are far too curious. I'm not sure which scares me worse, that we'll never understand the factory, or that we one day will. Ah, well, I'm sure you're eager to learn more. Wait, fact, so, so, this is, so this is the administrator then, saying it? Yes, Dr. Bright, the administrator. Okay. Which, in this proposal, in this canon, he founded the foundation. And okay. it kind of covers the rest of that. <clears throat> the factory was built in 1835. Back then, it was known as the Anderson Factory, named after James Anderson, a, ran a rather well-to-do industrialist. It was built in, well, let's just say America, and was the largest factory yet designed, a good mile across at its widest, three stories tall throughout, with a special seven-story tower by the front gate that Anderson lived in. It was designed to be the ultimate factory, capable of taking care of everything, including the housing of workers. People could be born, work, live, and die without le ever leaving the confines of the factory, and work they did on everything from cattle raising to shul and slaughtering to textiles to everything else under the sun. Now, no one knows whether James Anderson was actually a Satan worshiper. Wow. Okay. It's just as likely that he followed some kind of pagan gods. <clears throat> what is known is that he was very exact in his building of the factory and the, the placement of the machinery within it. Survivors claimed the floor was engraved with arcane symbols that were only visible when blood flowed across them. But then the survivors claimed a lot of things. What is known is that Anderson made his money on the blood and sweat and sometimes body parts of the lower class. His journals indicate he thought of them as less than human, being put on this earth only to serve his will. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, of um. course, at the time, no one knew about his predilections, and so people flocked to the factory. A place to both work and live at the same time? Well, of course people wanted in. Never mind the harsh hours, working conditions, sadistic security force, and all the rest. Factory workers were forced to work 16-hour days, work only shutting down on Sundays between sunrise and sunset. Workers were not given individual rooms, instead sharing rooms with eight other people, sleeping in shifts of three. Medical attention was unheard of, and if you were injured in the course of your duties, which most people were, you were expected to just keep working. Anyone too injured to work was dragged off to be security, never to be heard from again. For 40 years, the Anderson factory cranked out all sorts of things for people. Meat, clothes, weapons. Never mind that the beef might be mixed with human. Don't care that the weapons were forged in blood. No attention needed to be paid that the clothes were all dyed with. Well, you get the idea. Rumors leaked out, but the products were so good, why bother? Until someone got out. I never met the brave soul who managed to escape, but she managed to meet with President Grant, and in 1875, he enlisted my aid. At that time, I was... Well, it doesn't matter. We'll say I was military, kind of, and that my people were the same. 150 good men and some few women who are often given jobs that weren't supposed to be common knowledge. We'd been cleaning out some Confederate holdouts and some of the worst things we down, we found down south. So we did some research, didn't like what we saw, and went in loaded for bear. I don't actually remember about much about the night it all went down. Most of it blends together in my head. I get flashes sometimes of the people chained to the line, living next to dead, and damned hard to tell which was which. Children working underneath machines, the majority of the flesh scoured from their bones by great wheels and cogs, and all, and the other things. 
No, I'm alright. I haven't thought about that night for a very long time. The security force wasn't, wasn't much of a problem, but then Anderson's creation showed up. He'd been taking the injured workers and, well, experimenting on them. Men, if you could call them men, with multiple arms soon together. Some of them combined with animals, horrible monstrosities out of mankind's worst nightmares. And they kept coming, wave after wave of not-quite-living creatures. I lost a lot of good people that night. And then we found Anderson's breeding pits, girls as young as eight, chained to the walls, not forced to be nothing more than... I'm Jeez. sorry. Even today, more than a century later, the memory makes me see red. When we finally found Anderson cowering in his office, we hung him from his tower window with his own entrails. As he died, he laughed, saying it didn't matter. We could kill him, but his factory, the factory, would go on. He was still laughing 24 hours later when we finally cut him down, had him drawn and quartered, and then burned his remains. The entire time, he uttered blasphemies that I don't like to think about. We spent a week cleaning that place out, freeing the workers, putting down the things we found in the basements and many lightless rooms. We pulled out things that were useful, stocked them in a house near the gate, and tried to make sense of everything. 150 of us went into that hell pit that night, and only 93 came out. By the end of the week, we were down to 71. But the things we found in there, my god. Well, you've been with the Foundation a while, they wouldn't seem as amazing to you, but we found toy guns that shot real bullets, a yo-yo that would flay the skin from anyone it touched, hammers that only worked on human flesh, a breed of skeletal horse that ran faster than anything we'd ever seen, clothes that seemed woven from the night itself and let man across access a shadowy dimension that... I get away from myself. We found tools, both wondrous and horrible, and we were faced with a choice. I gathered my highest-ranking, well, we'll call them officers, to me, and we tried to figure out what we would do. They all had opinions. The chaplain, had, he had gone a little crazed, thought all these objects must be miracles sent from God, holy relics to be worshipped. Marshall and his little buddy and his little toady Dawkins thought there was a fortune to be made here, making and selling these things to the highest bidder. The engine we all call Base, due to his deep-seeking voice, he called these things an abomination and declared that we should hunt down and destroy everyone, everything we could find. And Smith thought we should take these stuff back to the president. The only one without an opinion was the old man, but he never said much of anything anyways. We argued for hours, days, trying to work it out. Me, I thought we were sitting on a gold mine, all right, but that we could use these things, these objects, to hunt down some of the scary things we'd run into down south. The other monsters this world had to offer, and use this factory for good, as a place to contain these things, find a way to make them work for our fellow man, or at least protect our fellow man from having to deal with them. I'm sure you can figure out what happened. The chaplain snuck right away with his devotees, taking a couple of small items with him. Marshall we kicked out when we found him abusing his authority. He promised he'd get revenge, and that little Dawkins shit led the rest of their group off with some of the juicier items. That's Marshall, Carter, and Dark, that's the creators. The chaplain, I believe, is... Maybe Church of the Broken God? I don't know. There's there's a lot of religious ones that are almost... Basin's people tried to light the whole damn thing on fire, then just left when it didn't work. I believe... That that might be... Chaos? No, Global Cult Coalition, probably. <coughs> and Smith left to report back to the president, unusual incident unit. Um, I did manage to get him to promise me he'd tell Grant the factory had been destroyed. I had big plans for that place. Of course, it was kind of hard to follow through on big plans when you only have 12 other people to work with. But it was a start. And it worked for a while. We had these amazing toys, and finding people to work with us was easy. Back then, going off the grid was as simple as leaving town. We knew what we wanted, and we knew that we knew what we could be. Leventhal setting, set out getting us backing. A simple invention here, some well-invested money there, it all worked out. White and Jones set out getting us other backing. In our previous work, we'd found some interesting things about people. Some secrets that powerful men didn't want getting out. And with our new position, helping keep secrets, we got more people asking us to deal with their secrets. Blackmail is a dirty word, but it works. Bright. Argent and Luminex got to ca got to work cataloging the items. Light and Bright's wife, the nurse, we they made sure to, we kept ourselves healthy. Heh. <laughs> no, it's just remembering Light. She had such unusual ideas about hygiene for the time. Brilliant woman. Shav, Flesher, and Karnoff dealt with training the troops. Tesla and Tamlin were in charge of figuring out how to take advantage of the items without making it obvious. We were amazing. The city we built around the factory, which we took to call calling Site Alpha, was self-supporting, agent, researchers, operatives of all sorts, not by those names, of course, but those positions. We expanded. I'm sorry, I am an old man. I know I do not look it, but the body lies. The mind doesn't always remember right, and sometimes I get lost in my mem memories. Things get confused, but the long and simple of, this, of it is this. We use the factory. It always seemed to have more empty rooms to store things in. Back then, that was the word for them. Things. No skips then, no. We thought we had the factory tamed. That's one of the reasons I refused to quit this job. If there's anything I can do here, it's remind people that we will never tame these things. Contain them, yes, but as we saw with Abel, tame them? Never. After a decade or so, we were pretty organized. The 13 original of us were being called by numbers, not names. 
We know how to make things work. And after and if a thing or two vanished inside the factory, still. And the occasional D-class. What? Yes, we had D-class back then. Disposables. That's where the D comes from. I had to have something, someone to test things on. Tesla and Hamlin were both very firm about that. But yes, sometimes we lost people who didn't matter. Adam, sorry, Dr. Bright, was fond of saying it was the factory taking its toll. You can't get something for nothing. 1911 was when it all went wrong. Things, we call them fairies. An ancient race of things living beside us. They could look the same as you or I. The only obvious difference was an allergy to iron. Yes, that's why we called them fairies. No, you haven't heard of them. Why? Because it's the one time the Foundation wiped out an entire race of things. Root and branch. And I'm the one who did it. Did it. We'd been hunting them for some time. We'd run into them a time or two before, come out on top. So, when a certain royal asked us for help, of course we were eager to get them in our debt. We always loved having people in our debt. We sent a team to help out, take care of what we thought was a hunting party. Next time we saw them, their, head was on, their heads were on poles attached to the saddles of the creatures that fairies rode when they attacked the factory. It was horrible. Three words, but they convey so much. I have never... I'm, I'm sorry, please give me a moment. I've never told this part to anyone. You should consider yourself lucky. And if you ever tell anyone any of what I am about to impart you, I will not just kill you, but everyone who shares your DNA in the worst ways possible. You'll think Procedure 110 Montauk is a walk in the park compared to what I do to you. We lost. The things came and they destroyed us. Rode over our emplacement, slaughtered our people, shrugged off our weapons like they were nothing. I watched my 13 go down, left and right, just trying to hold the factory. And I? I, their leader, their friend, their father figure, godfather to the Bright's four young children. Confident, sometimes lover, always a confessor. I ran. I ran like the scared little schoolboy, deep into the dark guts of the factory. I was chased by the things, always just one step ahead. I could hear them behind me, feel their breath on my neck, and... I'd come to a door I'd never seen before. A bronze door, covered in a, a Arabic script of some sort. I'd never been one for languages, especially not the curvy BS the musclemen use. But I didn't care. They were coming for me, and I threw the door open and dived through it. Everything inside was different. There was a feeling of peace that nothing could hurt me there. The light was this dark red, but still felt right. My ears were filled with the steady thrumming of a giant heartbeat, and in front of me were the remains of Anderson. It spoke to me then, but I'll be damned if I could tell you exactly what it said. What it told me was more meaning than exact. It offered me hope. It told me it told me that each of the things we had used from the factory, no matter what we did with them, fed it, helped it grow. But if the fairies took this factory, they would destroy it, and we couldn't have that. It offered me a deal. It could remove this event, make it have never happened. All I needed to give it was us. I didn't want to. I knew it was a bad idea, but then I saw them again, my family, my friends, dead. Dead by the hands of those bastards. I agreed. It smiled, and I found myself once more upon the ramparts, watching the hordes of fairies crest the hill, my foundation alive once more, in my hands as a weapon. I won't bore you with details, but we slaughtered them. And, with these new weapons, continued to slaughter them, everywhere they lived, everywhere they bred. My fellow O5s questioned my decision, thinking we should save some in case we ever might need them. I overruled them. We moved away from the factory, shut it down, moved our things out of there. We changed our name from things to special containment protocols, focused on containing them and not anything else. The others were curious, but understood I had my reasons. I boarded up the factory, locked it shut, buried under a ton of rubble, saying it was too dangerous. I thought, thought I'd gotten away with it until I found a thing on my desk, one of the old toys that shot real bullets, and it had the factory label on it. I've sent people in from time to time to see what it might be doing. Last time I sent people in to look, there was nothing there. We keep finding factory items out there. I can't help but think how many more how many more there are that we don't find. The people who use them and keep it hidden. I keep thinking back to the body telling me how each item get used gave energy to the factory. I never ask it energy for what. I don't think I want to know. What do we give it? D-class, mostly. Where did you think all those bodies went? There's a place. Bodies are left, and they vanish. Everyone thinks I'm a genius for figuring it out. Sometimes, sometimes I have to feed it other things. Researchers. Agents. They never know it's coming. It just reaches out and takes them. But in the end, we're doing more good by being here. Whatever the factory wants, whatever it is, we're doing good here. I have to believe it. And now you know. Are you happy? I didn't think so. Why tell you? I'm getting old, Everett. Should I die, someone will have to keep feeding it. Maybe you'll be different. Maybe you'll figure out how to stand up to it. But I doubt it. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. That is fun yep we were gonna do the spiral path but let's not um but yeah that's kind of <clears throat> the factory it's that's the best description of the factory on the site i don't know if it's considered canon but i believe it is in the, in the factory's like group of interest and it's a huge factory created by uh james anderson i think and yeah. it powers itself and creates anomalous things and is fueled by the use of those anomalous things mm-hmm 
And yeah, Bright is the administrator. The O5s were all there too. Things like that. <clears throat> I like this one yeah. a lot as well. All right, mm -hmm. let's. Um, we're gonna uh, do one more. Yeah. Do you wanna um? Do you wanna do S. Andrew Swan's proposal or Dr. Mann's proposal? Uh, Andrew Swan's. Okay, I, I'll go ahead uh, and read that. Then. Mans, we can do last. Yes. Um. Don't do the corrupted part. We'll do that last. All right. Uh, you mean the addendum? No, the, or, do the addendum, oh, after, yeah, do the yeah, addendum yeah. first, but then like, uh, skip the corrupted incident. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so item, once again, as usual, SCP-001, object class Keter, special containment procedures. There is no means to contain SCP-001 yet found that does not risk a potential ZK reality failure event and subsequent destruction of the observable universe. See containment protocol ZK-001-alpha. Current procedures are that are limited to the absolute containment of information regarding SCP-001. No data regarding the nature or description of 001 shall be provided to any personnel with the sole exception of the senior member of the O5 command. Currently O5 blank. All data collected in regard to SCP 001 shall be stored in encrypted form via redacted, with the decryption key split into thirds. Each member of the O5 command shall memorize one third and only one third of the, de of the decryption key. <laughs> data shall only be decrypted on a network isolated eyes uh, only terminal to be read only by the senior member of O5 command, and then only after unanimous consent of, the, of O5 command. Leaking of data about SCP-001 through espionage, telepathic leakage, original research, or redacted must be contained by any and all means available to the Foundation. The senior member of O5 Command, as the one person with authorized knowledge about SCP-001, is the final arbiter on containment. Foundation personnel of level 2 or higher who discover data about 001 in the course of their normal duties may be given a Class A amnestic after debriefing rather than being terminated. This is subject to O5 approval on a case-by-case -case basis. Description Data expunged. Addendum containment long 001 alpha. Date 01 slash 12 slash 19 blank blank. Incident documents appear on internet site redacted. Server seized and authors traced to redacted. Resulting explosion explained as a gas leak. Monitoring has not shown any further propagation of documents. Uh, date 03 slash 31 slash 19 blank blank. Script with possibly compromising information. Option for production by blank blank. Pictures. Original script writer redacted agents successfully replaced script with one rewritten without redacted. Films produced with title blank blank and grosses $27 million in, in its opening weekend. Date 6 slash 19 slash 19 blank blank. Novel outline describing redacted submitted to redacted by best-selling author blank blank. Attempt to neutralize author unsuccessful leading to high-profile hospitalization. O5 authorizes the use of a Class A amnestics to prevent more attention to case. Outline recovered and destroyed. The next one's corrupted, and we're going to end with that. Um, so we're going to skip down to the addendum. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to read it, I can read it. Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. Emergency containment protocol ZK-001-alpha. O5Is only. Note. Uh, after in decryption key linking, clicking a link. Uh, note, containment protocol ZK-001-alpha carries a non-zero risk of creating a ZK reality failure event. You should only be authorized in an attempt to mitigate an end-of-the-world scenario or the imminent destruction of the Foundation. Researchers at Site-001-gamma has conducted narrative analysis on O1's changes to the observable universe. Conclusion are that um, SCP-001 consists of multiple entities showing cognitive... Um, patterns that are indistinguishable from human and that these entities are therefore susceptible to mimetic effects. Since prior experiments have shown information feedback via the SCP data warehouse, a possible method of attack or control has been developed. Protocol ZK-001-alpha, when initiated, will cause a software viral insertion of a variety of mimetic agents into the database which, through the observed information feedback, should expose O1 to the mimetic effects of these agents. Protocol ZK-001-alpha consists of three stages. Mimetic agents inserted to promote calm and or well-being, uh, inserted to promote sleep, unconsciousness, or catatonia, inserted to cause death. Given the nature of O1 and our limited interaction with it, it is not possible at this time to safely test this protocol, and it is unknown if the universe can continue to exist without interaction with SCP-001. So, I'm going to read the thingy. The corrupted test log. Date, uh... O, not zero, five, slash, two, blank, slash, two, zero, blank, Z. Incident, also the caps are weird, uh, 
in the corrupted part. Foundation researcher discovers data expunged. Click data expunged. It'll open into a link. Ask yourself if you want to know. If the answer is no, then you need to stop reading now. If you go and report this unauthorized file to your superiors, act contrite, and claim that you only read to this paragraph, you might get away with a Class A amnestic, if you're lucky, if the O5s aren't particularly paranoid at the moment. So you want to know what O1 is? The first answer is that it is that it is was a placeholder, a theoretical designation for the prime cause, the ultimate reason for all the paranormal crap we deal with on a daily basis. O1 is why we have to deal with omnicidal reptiles, ever-expanding rooms, extra-dimensional pools of red goop and consumer products that don't obey the normal laws of physics. Of course, given that all these things, as dangerous and deadly and just plain insane as they are, are inherently patternless and self-contradictory, most researchers are convinced that there's no possible unifying principle for them, much less a common source. They're wrong. There's more than one reason that cross-testing is discouraged, and the O5s even look down on excessive cross-referencing of SCPs. The O5s don't want any one group looking at more than a handful of these things at once because of what they discovered when the Foundation tried to develop a grand unified theory of SCPs. That research has mostly gone no. O1-Alpha, Site 01-Alpha was dismantled, scrubbed from the archives, the staff mind-wiped and reassigned. No one left but me, and I wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for my habit of not trusting the Foundation servers and having my own hidden personal archive the O5s missed in their panic. I was a data analyst at Site 01-Site-001-Alpha. Uh, Note to 05 Command, don't bother looking for me. I finished the job you started. The identities of all former staff have been completely scrubbed from the records. You know as much as they do now. And I participated in the first and only attempt to consolidate all from all Foundation data on all SCPs. I was in charge of data integrity, and as much of a mess as you might think that was, it was an order of magnitude worse. Forget the memetic SCPs, or the ones that modify their own description, or the ones that seem to only inhabit info space and slip into the database to wreak havoc. That's all SOP for anyone who works at the Foundation's network. Just a matter of scale. Worse with the completely inexplicable, unexpected, crossed-out changes in data. Sorry, that's wrong. Even though I can't help thinking of it that way, this isn't a change in data when reality is shifting to match. I don't know a lot about the internals of the software we use, but I know that part of it ran outside of what we think of as the real world. And at first, everyone thought that the audit trial trails it produced were some sort of bug. However, it became apparent that the nature of this software, its, more, its purposeful isolation from the narrative affecting SCPs, allowed it to record something far more important. It is not visible to you, or the O5s, or to even most SCPs, uh, as we deal with, but the Foundation, and by extension the entire universe, is in a state of constant shifting reality flux. SCP files appeared and disappeared from our databases with alarming regularity, and the SCPs referred to, all, to all appearance, appeared and disappeared along with them. Not just SCPs, but personnel, whole sites, and entire decades of the Foundation's history would be rewritten, seemingly at random. And our own memories and all external research would confirm that objective reality matched the current version in our database. One of the researchers told me that if it was as if we were seeing the effect of something like SCP-140, only much larger in scale. Yeah, something a lot like 140, and something a lot larger in scale. Give me a minute before we keep reading. I'm going to uh, look up which one 140 is, because it is important to know, apparently. Um, oh, it's the book that people write with their blood, or any that writes itself with people's blood or fluid that's near it. Okay. I don't know who did the analysis, and if I did, I wouldn't say. She's probably a lot happier in not knowing about her own discovery, but she looked at what vanished and what appeared and what subtly changed in the records, and she found the pattern, the drift towards darkness, towards narrative coherence, towards a plot. Everyone who works any length of time in the Foundation knows the universe we live in is a seriously fucked up place. Those of us who still believe in God tends towards serious ambivalence about his handiwork, but we found out that there is a God, and it is SCP-001, and it's a bunch of horror writers. <laughs> the site... Okay. This site in this universe is 001 in, in their thing, and I love that. That's why I wanted to end with it. That's cool. That's yeah. clever. It is clever. <laughs> Especially the fact that it, like, worked it up really, really quickly and really well. Of, like, it's fucked up. Da, 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 da. It's it's a bunch of horror writers. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. I love it. This was the first one I read, I think, and I love okay. it. Um, That's cool. So yeah, that's basically yeah, so kind of a few of them. There's a lot more of them. Um, I think there's <laughs> one that said the foundation has reset reality like six times or something. There's there's mm-hmm. a there's a ton. Yeah, like you said there's like thirty one or something. Yeah, thirty one. And they're still being made. I think and we read like seven submit one. or something. So yeah, so we we obviously didn't get through all of them, but you yeah, know, no. that would have been a lot longer. So yeah, yeah we might um, come back in the future, <laughs> do things. Who knows? 
mm-hmm. but you should come and read some of them. They're really nice. You should especially finish When Day Breaks, because that's a great one. It's just we don't have anywhere near enough time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that also would have been a lot longer episode. Yeah, um, a lot longer. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, obviously we covered several different uh, variations of the proposals for SCP-001. Again, like he just said, you should definitely read some of uh, them on your own, as well as some of the ones that we read, um, in case you want to go back over them again. Um, and in your canon, they can all, none, or just a few be, like, the yeah, real yeah. ones and the not decoys. Because, yeah, and it, that, it mentioned yeah. that too, because from being leaked, several slash no false SCP files have been created along the side the true files slash files. Um, so we, we don't know. Yeah. Um, it's all up to you. <laughs> um, yeah, really. But, uh, but yeah, besides that, this has uh, once again been the Secure Contained Podcast. I'm your co-host, David. And I'm your co-host, Soren. And we will see you next week. Bye. See ya.